wonder if I should change my shirt, but okay. All right. Welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find out what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their business into the millions and stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Uh, Gina, would you mind telling our audience just a little bit about who you are and, and what your business is? Sure, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, I own a company called American Recruiters, which was started in 1982. And we're an executive search firm. And our clients are all over the country in healthcare, information, technology, accounting, and finance. We do uh, a lot of uh, a lot of staffing as well as permanent placement. So we've grown the business over the years to be, you know, a national presence in multiple locations rather than when I started, it was a one person small business with three employees. Wow. That's amazing. Um, what would you say you attribute your growth to? I'm sure it's a million different things, but the first things that come to your mind. Well, in honesty, it's surrounding yourself with good people. And one of the keys to winning in any endeavor is to have people around that table that are smarter than you. And a lot of entrepreneurs are intimidated by that fact because if they're the founder of the company or let's say the, you know, they have the C title on their name, they could be intimidated by people around them that know more than them. But on the contrary, when you surround yourself with people who offer wisdom experience, which is really the biggest reason for the gray hair. That's the only thing it's good for is experience <laughs> and wisdom. But it's all about the people who you surround yourself with. Otherwise, you're not mm -hmm. scalable because scalability means you have a formula for replicating yourself and replicating success. Yeah, well said. Um, I'm sure since you've been going since 82, I'm sure you've learned a lot along that journey um, based off of your past experiences, if, if you were coming into a brand new, uh, different business, um, what would be some of the first things that you think you'd want to look into to start growing that business? Well, the very first thing is to observe before you implement any changes or ideas. You know, you want to find out where they are and how they got there before you can even answer any questions as to where they want to go. Because the very first question is, where are you now? Right. And you do that by listening and asking questions. Another thing that I always found helpful is to look for people doing things right rather than to go in with a cynical eye, which alienates mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And when you have that alienation up front, you have no chance of winning. They tune you out right up front. So you yeah. have to be a good listener, willing to listen, even though some of the information that is being offered to you may or may not be as useful as others. But at the end of the day, you're going to want the cream to rise to the top. And you do that by listening and identifying who the players are and what your opportunities are, what your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are. And when you're walking yeah. into a new environment, you know, the way you know is to ask questions. And, and I'm sure over the years, you've had an opportunity to speak with lots of other business owners and observe kind of what some are doing well and some you can see it a mile away what they're doing wrong. What do you feel most small business owners do wrong? It's a very good question because there's a lot of different answers for that. But if I could pick the top couple is they yeah. get so involved in running their business that they can't see the big picture, which is limiting. 
you know, so if a, if a, if a owner of a printing press company is out there making sales calls all day, you know, that's where he's going to get his return on his sales calls. Right. But the happenings back at the shop are being not so much paid attention to, which could be a threat or a weakness to the organization. So you got to find your place in the organization. What's your next, next and best value? Being all things to all people, although in concept sounds sexy, it's self-defeating because how are you going to do all that in the course of the day? Yeah, um, I think that I think that'll resonate with a lot of the entrepreneurs watching this that are having to do so many different things still on their own. A lot of them are working extreme hours to to meet deadlines, and and at the same time, they're not at that point where they're consistently busy enough, maybe to to add uh you know a whole lot of people to fill in some of those gaps um do you have any advice for uh, entrepreneurs on when when they know it's time to add staff well when there's a couple different measurements there one of them in its simplest form is time there's only so many hours in the day so in its simplest form if a company has more customers than the solopreneur can service effectively which means that they have business, there's cash flow there for the sustenance of the business. That's a good time to think about bringing in extra help. Prematurely to having that business guaranteed, you run the risk of having too many expenses in conjunction with what your income level is for your business. Mm. Um, what would you say has been the most influential book that you've read or listened to for business? You know, books are sometimes subject matter experts. So if you can read books about marketing, I prefer sales because that's my forte. But mm -hmm. when I look at Jeffrey Gittimer, I look mm -hmm. at things like uh, From Good to Great by Jim Collins. I also like, uh, believe it or not, The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump a while ago. That was very good and compelling when I read it back in the uh, early to mid 80s. And of recent, I became a big Jack Welch fan. So him and uh, his daughter do a good job mentoring just by following the potholes that they stepped in along their journey. You know, for example, one of the things excerpts from that book was Jack Welch says he calls it the 70% rule. Some managers or leaders, they look for having 100% of the information available to them before making a decision. And if you read it in the context in which Jack Welch puts it in his book, he says, most executives do it on 70% of all the information. Just good stuff. I'm not going to give away the secrets of the book, but you got to be willing to listen to those things because there's a fear factor. Let's face it. You know, when, when an investor or an entrepreneur has their own money on the table, they're ultra careful with their own money rather than maybe it was somebody else's money. So Jack in his books kind of tells you how to sometimes you have to work through that and do the best you can with what you have. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, years ago, I was listening to lots and lots of Jack Welch stuff, and I used to do a pretty mean Jack Welch impersonation, but uh, I'm not going to even try it. Oh, it well, was, that's why your listeners are here. Give it a best shot. It was a good one, but it's it's been too long. I, I yeah. don't even remember. Um, if, if you could go back to 1982 when you first started out and say one thing to younger you with that bushy full head of hair, um, yeah. What would you say other than outside of hair advice, business-wise? Yeah. Well, business, owning your own business is not for quitters. If quit is a part of your DNA, don't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy when things are good, but when things 
aren't so good, you just can't walk away from your customers and your business, your working capital, the investment that you made. So yeah, you really cool. need that grit. And the other thing, Nuon, is it's based on relationships. The key relationships that you have when you're launching your business are critical because they're going to be your references to expand your business. And they're going to also provide you stability in whatever product or service you sell so okay. that you know that you have them as an anchor client. Mm -hmm. um, what questions should I be asking you that I haven't? Well, uh, you know, there's probably no right or wrong question, but, you know, for a young entrepreneur, the, you know, they should read some books on the two biggest reasons why small businesses fail. And I think Jack speaks to this and some of the others, but the first reason is undercapitalization. They can have a great concept and a great idea, but if they run out of cash in their development phase, they're never going to make it to the start line. The right. second thing is poor management, knowing what to do. You know, working hard isn't the same thing as working hard at the right things. And in the context of that, different phases of your business require the entrepreneur to literally transform what they were doing to make themselves better first so that they can influence their business the right way. So it's capitalization and good management. And getting back to the, the lead off on this meeting, it's all about listening and asking questions. And the, the people that have made those mistakes before can guide you to say, here's why I recommend doing this rather than that. You know, we call it in our business, you have to zig rather than zag. And here's why. And of course, that that can best be answered by the people who have zigged when they should have zagged. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for lack of a better, I can't think of a better way of asking, but it was there ever like a holy crap moment in your business when you just got that feeling that this is going to be good? Maybe something that that uh, was like a little push of momentum type of moment? Well, every day. That's what keeps entrepreneurs going, right? And the reality is being good isn't good enough. You want to be better all the time. So when things come knocking on our door, we want to take that and figure out a way to capitalize on that idea, that opportunity. And it happens, it keeps us going. But being open-minded to change as the business market, as the business world transforms is very important. You know, look at what's happened in the transition of technology from 1982 to present day. You know, when uh, when we started American Recruiters, we didn't have a fax machine. No one was available. <laughs> yeah. That was the big dream at the time. And now we're doing these video interviews, which is kind of like Star Trek-ish, you know, and that's not right. for everybody. Some people to grasp technology uh, is a very daunting task, whereas some others just naturally gravitate to that. But it's all about mm -hmm. the willingness to learn. You don't have to be 100% better than your competitor. You just have to be 1% better at 100 things. Mm. Wow. Um, that one's still like go it's going through um any parting words of advice and wisdom for for entrepreneurs that are that are working out there in the trenches right now oh sure a couple of them ask questions all the time ask questions to people who know your business even ask questions from the outsider because where sometimes businesses fall short is they fail to realize the outside in perspective. You know, think about it, shopping in the window shopping down in Fifth Avenue in New York City. That window dressing brings customers in, right? The second dimension of that is what are you going to have inside to keep them in? 
But when entrepreneurs build websites, sometimes they build it using technology because it's cool or slick, but they build it with the internal needs of the firm rather than the customer experience, right? And that's pretty big right now, you know? So, but don't be afraid to ask questions. And sometimes you're gonna learn hard answers. A lot of people really need some, if you wanna call it some, uh, I don't know, skinned elbows or skinned knees and making those bad decisions to realize that they should have asked for help. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Jeff. Um, 